0: Welcome to Indiana Sports Beat Radio, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington.
1: Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni! Fires upfield into the end zone
2: and it's caught. Jelani Woods puts down a yes.
3: forty-three point night for
1: Tyrese Halliburton. How do you like that, button? Galloway drives all the way to the hole, throws it off. Got it. Has got their first lead of
0: this contest. I mean, that's a goddamn Emmy winner right there. Now, from the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios,
1: here's your host, Jim Coyle. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Welcome aboard. Appreciate you being here on this Friday. It's August 25th. Welcome aboard to Indiana Speed Radio. Loaded, loaded schedule. Bob Kravitz on the program today. Zach Osterman. Jeffrey the Greek. That makes his long return after a hiatus. And Travis Miller from Boiler Upload. How you doing? Don't forget, Indiana Sports Sportsbeat Radio is always powered by Andy Moore Honda. Just make sure you go to andymoorehonda.com and get more to your door in the best of new and used vehicles. And the family of restaurants in and around the Bloomington and Bedford area of the WOW Food Group. Great places like the Rusty Gator Fork and Ale with a great Cajun cuisine. You have puffed shoes from. But uh, the only uh, full Cajun cuisine that I'm aware of in the area. So there you go. Check that out. How's everybody doing on the Andy Moore Honda Hotline? We appreciate everybody jumping on. If you're listening on radio around the state, whether you're on the ref, 97.7, always the right call down in Evansville, 1230 AM, 107 FM, WJLB, the voice of the region up in uh, Hammond and all of Chicago, Chicagoland, how's everybody doing there? Up in Fort Wayne, 1380, the fan, the voice of Fort Wayne Sports, WBRO, 89.9, down in Marengo or via podcast or on YouTube. If you're hitting us on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscribe and like button. We appreciate you. Dwayne jumping on from down in uh, Evansville. Ket, thank you, sir. Reminding him to hit the like button. Mike, Steve from Evansville as well. Roy, Royville, ballers. How you doing, my friend? Rudy, the boxer's here. Tannis. Russell, appreciate you guys all jumping on. Uh, a loaded loaded, uh, loaded lineup today, as I said. Bob Kravitz looking forward to always talking to Bob. as fun. Zach Rossman from the ENI Star. Jeffrey, the Greek, As football season is around the corner. And uh, Travis Miller. We'll find out what's happening up at Purdue and going on there. Uh, lots going on out here. How about <laughs> Michigan? of course, um, suspended Jim Harbaugh for three games. That's their, that's their deal. That is not um, settled with the NCAA. But they're doing this on their own and hoping that this will just make it go away, which would be funny if that's how it ends up because the NCAA had a four-game suspension set up. With three games, it affects only the non-conference games. And weirdly, they are going to rotate head coaches during this period. Different people. Uh, Defensive coordinator Jesse Mentor will serve as head coach for Michigan's season opener against East Carolina. Then the next game, special teams coordinator Jay Harbaugh will handle head coaching duties in the first half of Michigan's game against UNLV then running backs coach and former running backs former Indiana running backs coach Mike Hart will lead the second half as head coach now, that's a weird deal but you know what that shows how you, they know that this is a toy to them these games are or played Then finally, offensive coordinator Sharon Moore will be acting the acting head coach for their game against Bowling Green. Um, Oh my God. Strength coach, strength coach. You know, weights, lifting. Ben Herbert added the title of assistant head coach. And Michigan announced. Jack Harbaugh will continue in his role as assistant head coach. So you you can just tell that Michigan's almost laughing. This is, this is toy. They're toying. These are like toys. Hey, okay. You can have this game. You can have this game. Now you guys are going to have to split this game because there's not enough. You're going to have four different freaking head coaches in three games. That that just shows you how this is just playtime. Playtime to uh to Michigan. Hello Kay, how are you doing? Jumping on from New Jersey. I think that might be a first. I don't recall seeing a New Jersey before. Um, appreciate you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. John on from Southport as well. Appreciate everybody jumping on. Um, you know, this fall, we're going to be doing some celebrating. Uh, haven't even mentioned it till now, John boy. But, um, you know, we added, we just added the show to YouTube two years ago. It was in 2021. And we have already eclipsed 2 million views thanks to you guys. And uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. And the radio show itself, uh, sometime around October, we will be hitting our 1,500th episode. 1,500 episodes and 2 million YouTube views. We're pretty happy about that, Uh, but it doesn't happen without you all. Um, So thank you so much, but we're going to be doing some celebrating, right? John boy.
0: Oh yeah. We always celebrate, even if it's, even if there's not an occasion, (laughs) that's what Indiana sports be does. We just
1: celebrate. Perfect. Right on cue. That's like a script. It's like, that was like a written script, man. Uh, Tannis said he'd love for the NCAA to accept part of that Michigan deal, reduce the suspension to three games, and let them rotate coaches, but make the games against Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan State. Yeah, that would uh, that that would be a that that changes the whole game. That's 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 my point. They're 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 playing. This is they're this is a toy to them. They're, this is like okay, you can have it this time this week. Nope, now you. You can have it those way. No, Now you guys got to share. It's like handing it out to kids. It's. But, oh, well. I, I just find it funny. The um, Jim Harbaugh says, I'm certain that all will be impressed with the four coaches' ability to direct and manage the game. That's from Jim Harbaugh. It's been well documented that we have a very talented coaching staff, and I believe that all 10 assistant coaches will be head coaches in the near future. They are all capable of leading a team at an elite level. I know that everyone will handle their responsibilities and help our players to be the best version of themselves on and off the field this fall and beyond. Harbaugh said recently he expected five members of his staff to get head coaching jobs in the near future. This is his way of backing it up by giving four coaches the chance to lead the team while he serves a school-imposed suspension. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. Indiana basketball received an unofficial visit. There is in the process of possibly still receiving an unofficial visit. From a uh, Jonathan Sanderson, a kid from the 2026 class. I mean, this is this is a ways out, but that makes makes him a sophomore now, I guess. Um, but a point guard, six foot two point guard from Michigan, Celine High School up in Michigan. Uh, currently plays on the Midwest Basketball Club on the Adidas Three SSB circuit. Uh, And currently holds offers from Duquesne, Detroit, Eastern Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Marshall, Michigan, and Ohio. But also something else important. His father, John, is the current head strength and conditioning coach for Michigan basketball. So there's that. But he did or does play on the same AAU team program as Gabe Cups, Indiana guard Gabe Cups. But um, Travis Graff from Made Hoops first reported this. He's unranked by most recruiting services as of yet. Sanderson is one of the highest regarded young guards in his class, entering his sophomore year of high school right now. So, um that was probably through Gabe. I'm not sure why else you would have a someone that young on un, that unheralded visit. So, there you go. Keeping you in the know. That went on yesterday. That did happen. Just kidding. What are your plans for the weekend? I know you got golf going on. The last... uh, This is the last weekend. Well, actually, this is week zero, isn't it, John?
0: Yes, so this is technically the first official week for college football, even though it's labeled as week
1: zero. So there are seven, I think it was seven, the number of football games that are on, only two that are...
0: That feature top twenty-five
1: teams. Yeah, Notre Dame is taking on uh, what Navy? The that's, Navy, that's, that's right, right. The Navy, the Midshipmen. Over in, over in Ireland. Over in, over in. I don't, are they playing in Dublin? Are they?
0: They are playing in Dublin. That's probably a pretty in? terrible accent. But then the Did other ranked point? opponent, USC,
1: number USC. six USC,
0: taking on former
1: Big Ten, former Big Ten member. USC Trojans, baby. The soon to be Big Ten member. Not former Big Ten member. But they'll be taking on San Jose State. Soon to be. Soon to be. Correct.
0: Yeah. So that's what we, that's what's, those are, I guess, the big names on the docket this Saturday.
1: Um, Caleb asked about thoughts on Anthony Richardson last night. Um, We'll take a break. We'll talk about that with Bob Kravitz as he'll join us here next on Indiana Sportsbeat Radio. Brought to you by the Wild Food Group and the Rusty Gator Fork and Ale. Down in Bedford. Make sure you stop by and visit. Enjoy the Cajun cuisine. It is to die for. Back with more right after this. We'll be right back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana
0: Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavour Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington.
1: If you're in the market for a new vehicle, you need to visit Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer, where you'll find great deals like a 2023 Honda Ridgeline with 1.9% financing, 2023 Honda Passports, 2.9% financing. Andy Moore Honda gives you top dollar for your trade and buys used vehicles. New Hondas are arriving and being sold daily, so make sure to reserve your new inbound Honda and get more to your door with Honda.com. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh custom made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in house made deli side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317 298 0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee time starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington, near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hops's Brewing, Metalworks Brewing Company, bring your passion and your thirst
0: this segment is brought to you by southern stone restaurant now back to the golf club at eagle point studios for more indiana sports beat radio with jim Coyle, presented by endeavor hospitality group and andy Morhonda of bloomington
1: welcome back indiana sports beat radio here on this friday appreciate you being with us brought you by southern stone restaurant at the corner of patterson and rogers in bloomington welcome aboard bob kravitz the man behind musings of an old sports writer so that makes him my muse
4: i'm your muse. Uh, whatever i can do to inspire you jim <laughs> I, i'm uninspirable uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome
1: aboard how's your week been man good
4: man really good uh Cut down on the golf this week because I played golf like four days in a row and I'm an old man and my back is killing me. So well,
1: you're it's lucky you were not been out there much in the last couple of days. It's no it's it's, horrible. It's,
4: it's just brutal. Yeah. So uh no, everything's good. Watch the uh Colts last night. They looked uh I mean their backups look pretty good, but uh they're playing against ninth stringers for the Eagles. I mean the Eagles played they didn't just play their twos, I mean they played their nines. Went through it all. Played they did. All. I mean, they, they they played guys who have no chance to make this roster. So there's not much you can read, you can take away from it. But I was impressed again with Anthony Richardson. And, you know, yeah, believe me, if he's bad, I'm going to tell you he's bad. But, you know, he was six for 17, which sounds really awful. But he had at least three drops. Um, he had a couple of plays called back because of uh because of penalties. I thought that he showed great poise in the pocket, a real sense of when to run and when to, you know, when to pass, when to stay in there against the rush. Um, I'll tell you what. They gave up 60 sacks last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the 35 range this year because that kid is going to is he's not a statue, obviously. He's statuesque, but he's not a statue and he's <laughs> he's gonna run out of a lot of trouble well, that makes a huge difference that's thirty
1: thirty something plays that you get to to continue running your offense right exactly. uh, and that changes everything
4: absolutely no he yeah you know, he he has you know as in as inexperienced as he is Jim one of the things they liked about him is he has that instinct in the pocket he has that poise, that uh, sense of time and space. And that's something that's very hard to teach. And he has it uh, coming into the league. So, you know, it's going to be ugly at times, but, you know, I, you know, clearly neither, I mean, neither team game plan for this is very vanilla on both sides of the ball. Um, We're going to see a lot more RPOs and, and, uh, uh, you know, played runs or uh called runs for Anthony. We didn't see any of that. We didn't see very much from Philadelphia either. So um you know, typical preseason game. Regular season the Eagles kick the Colts behind. But uh this is a good this is a good test for Anthony and I thought he passed it with flying colors.
1: Well that's gotta be good news to Colts fans and uh, and then you have the Jonathan Taylor situation, which has uh, the Colts have given him permission to seek a trade, which I'm sure there are a lot of teams that would love to have him. But I don't know how many are out there that would love to
4: have him at the price that he's demanding. Well, that's the problem. That's why I have a feeling that come Tuesday, nothing's going to happen. Uh, Tuesday is the deadline for making a trade. And, you know, it's a two pronged situation. Um, They have to uh, pay him. They, meaning the new team, has to come to an agreement on a a deal. And the Colts have to be comfortable with what teams are offering in a trade. So it's a two-pronged situation. And I I just have this weird feeling that we're going to get to Tuesday and nothing's going to happen. And then things are going to get
1: really, really
4: weird. Yeah, and and
1: because if you... You don't find a team, then what are you going to do? You're just going to hold out, not get paid, sit out the season? Uh, or you go back to a team that you've
4: crapped on, do uh, you go back and try to play with them? Well, I mean, a lot like Chris Jones, who's the defensive end for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's saying that he's holding out and he's getting fined. He's been fined well over a million dollars wow. uh, so far with Kansas City. He says he'll come back uh, the eighth game of the season. And I could see Jonathan doing something similar. If he's not off the pup list by Tuesday, he has to miss the first four games. So I have a feeling that he's going to be cleared and then things are going to get really squirrely around here because then he'll start getting fined if he doesn't play. So honestly, if you ask me how this thing's going to play out, I, I I think that Jonathan Taylor, if he plays for anybody this year, it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts. That sounds uh, right to
1: me. Uh, the Indiana's football team has a, they have a quarterback.
4: Apparently. We just don't know who the hell he is. Who do you think? Nope. Um, it's just a guess, but I'm still, I'm going to stick with Brendan
1: Soresby. Soresby, yeah. Um, Just from things that I've conversations I've been able to have with a couple of people at least. Um, But that doesn't mean anything. It's not, those conversations did not say he's the guy. I'll tell you that right now. So don't get excited, people. Uh, And it it will probably end up being Jackson regardless, maybe, because a lot of times in Indiana, it seems like, they do the things that they feel like they're supposed to do, not what is needed to be done. Okay. And okay.
4: Um, well, you bring in on a guy. Kind of from, offense. They want to run. I mean, if they want to run a running offense, then you go with Trace's little brother. Well, and, I heard that Sorsby is a, is a pretty damn good runner. Is he, okay. Well, you know, you know better than I do. So, I have not been down to Bloomington to watch any of their practices. I don't even know if their practices are, are open to the media. Um, so uh, I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I know it's not going to make a difference against Ohio State, but you know, if you're going to play Ohio State, don't you want to play in the first game? You got to. Because weird weird things happen in the first game, especially especially on special teams. Maybe they can steal steal a couple of points here and there on special teams if they're if they're if they're sharp. Well, you've um, got
1: an All American at, at return,
4: right, Jalen? So, uh, uh, you know, may, maybe maybe something weird will happen, but I have a feeling it'll be a typical IU Ohio State where they keep it they keep it reasonable for a half, and then the depth starts to become an issue, and and their physicality and they take over in the second half. I think that'll be a you know kind of a typical IU Ohio State 30 38 to 14 type of deal.
1: It's almost impossible for it not to be and I know fans don't want to hear that. But when you're running in three deep guys three deep at a position, that means these guys are fresh. Oh, they're yeah. going against guys that are not fresh that don't have the 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 rest that are working harder uh and it's just a and they're probably going against guys that are bigger and stronger. Oh, uh, absolutely. And, other other and, than and that, better no
4: yeah, yeah, and better and better. And better. uh so other than
1: that, yeah, it's great. Uh yeah, but that's I'm, I'm, why here,
4: it, I'm covering the game uh next Saturday and I'll be really interested. It's a 3:30 start, correct? In my yes, yeah. For First um,
1: CBS Football in uh Big Ten football
4: game, yeah. They they after watching IU, they may give back the uh, contract. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you know, it, it's going to be one of those years. Unless Tom can pull a rabbit out of the hat, um, it, it's going to be a tough season for them. I saw a bunch of um, uh, predictions, and everybody's got them winning one or two Big Ten games, and that that sounds about right to me. But I'd love to be wrong. I mean, I'm I'm a grad. You know, I'm not. You know, I it's not like I love Indiana and hate Purdue or anything. I'm cool with both, but uh gosh, I, I just I think this is gonna be a challenging year for local college football. I don't know how good Purdue is gonna be, but you know, they got a first year head coach, um, a brand new quarterback in Hudson Card, and we'll we'll find out what they're all about here in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, that's a great point that you brought up. Uh, Purdue also uh, has a new coach, so I, I don't expect a, a, a lot from them because uh, they lost a lot. They lost the, the, a good quarterback. They they've lost a ton of their offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Jeff Brom was not only that, but his staff that he had. He had his brother on staff, who's a former NFL quarterback. Uh, but they do have. Uh, uh, Graham Harrell at, at, at OC there, who was a Mike Leach. Um, oh, what's the student? Oh, uh,
4: yes, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, that's a good one, student. Yes.
1: Um, and so it's going to be because I was talking about that. It's going to be interesting. You've got Graham Harrell and uh, I can't think of his name, but the OC at Wisconsin also uh, all that Mike Leach tree. Um, yeah. Can you can you imagine seeing them throwing the ball in Wisconsin?
4: No, not at all, not at all. I mean, you think of the quarterbacks there, Scott Tolzien, uh, Jim Sorgi, uh guys like... Statue you know, of Liberty? Statue of Liberty, yeah. So uh, I, I think it's going to be a lean year, unfortunately, but uh, we'll see where it goes. The, the question really heading into the season is, you know, if, if Tom Allen doesn't get it done, you know, with, with the uh, the buyout, Uh, going, diminishing, if I'm not mistaken, uh, do they pull the plug at the end of the season? And and so, and I don't know the answer to that. I really need to see them play this year.
1: Yeah, the the question for me is how pressured does Indiana feel to make the quote-unquote commitment to football that they just simply haven't made? Um, And they're trying to do that? But they're they're so far behind. They're so many years behind. They just sent out a a um, survey to ticket holders and whatnot on renovations to Memorial Stadium and their suggestions, whether it be bigger, more concession stands, bigger, nicer restrooms. Uh, I I say they need a new press box with suites in it like every other stadium in the Big Ten has, minus Rutgers and uh, Northwestern.
4: I'd be, uh, I'd be in favor of a press box that's about, oh, I don't know, 300 feet. Closer uh, to the ground? Closer to the ground. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I, only once in my life have I ever been in a higher press box, and that was at Air Force. Lucas, Lucas Oil Stadium. Lucas Oil Stadium is high. You should go to Air Force uh in Colorado Springs. My God. Do they
1: have what do they have you in a, in a plane?
4: No, but you know, we used to go on the roof, uh, which is right there. Uh, we used to go on the roof to watch the flyovers because they're you know, it's Air Force, they're pretty pretty intense, pretty uh uh pretty strong and they're probably uh, pretty good at that. It felt it felt like they were gonna fall on top of our heads,
1: you know, <laughs> the, the the plane.
4: So uh yeah, I I got I I know what they need to do at, w- with that stadium. I know what they need to do. I know they need know to that. win football games. Ah! They need to win football games. That that's the bottom line. You know you you know it, it doesn't matter what kind of stadium you have if you're going three and nine every single damn season. Ain't nobody gonna show up. I don't care if you have gold plated toilets in there. It doesn't matter
1: point taken point taken um and even there do if the season what happens what has to happen do you think this year for them
4: not to make a change they got to win five six games they got to be in in a position to challenge for a ball that that's how i look at it i mean they're they're non conference is what it is um they're going to have a hard time winning five games. I got a feeling, but you know, maybe they'll surprise us. They surprise us like crazy uh you know, the the pandemic year which is, you know, kind of a weird anomalous sort of year. Everybody else was down and you know, I think COVID threw everything into a you know, in, into confusion, but um yeah, I'd say, you know, they they need to be competing for a bowl. Uh, a bull berth i think that would that would help uh tom allen's cause a lot i'm not I'm not somebody who thinks that i u should change coaches every ten minutes. i think that's been a problem for the uh for the program for many years. i think there are deeper systemic problems with that program that you you've uh talked about but uh you know if, if tom can't get it done then i i think they got to think long and hard about about uh making a change because it's been, this, this would be what, three straight horrible years. Yep. And, and, but
1: not only that, they would really have to in making, if they were to make a change and I'm not suggesting that either, but I'm just, we're just talking about possibilities because we need right. something to talk about. Sure. Um but they have to really that's where they have to make the commitment in my mind they have to get someone that is outside of what they've done before uh right. but they're then again who wants that job yeah. this is a tough task to take on
4: iu is a graveyard for for college football coaches but I mean, they're just
1: but they're getting out of the big 10 east
4: and that's going that, to that, help a lot that, that will help for sure um yeah, that'll, that'll help for sure. You know, it won't have to face the, the Titans uh, of the, of the uh, big 10 every single year. So that's nice, but uh, gosh, I mean, there's still, there's still bottom tier, um, you know, will it be more competitive down the road? Yeah, you would, you would think so. Certainly. What are you, uh, what are you doing next? Well, uh, really the Jonathan Taylor situation is uh, first and foremost on everybody's minds. Uh, So I'm going to monitor that and uh, write about that uh, sometime early uh, next week. Uh, Tuesday is the deadline for getting a trade done. Uh, Chris Ballard is is speaking with the media on Wednesday. So I'll have a piece Wednesday night uh, as well. So, uh, you know, a lot going on. Uh, mostly Colts related. And then, of course, uh, I got the IU game on Saturday, so I'll be covering that.
1: Looking forward to seeing you. Making Make sure you are following uh, Bob at his new home. Yes, which
4: Bob is... com, And substack yeah. is uh, the way you would think you would spell substack.
1: Sub and stack. It's exactly. very easy
4: Even you can do it. (laughs) Bob,
1: I appreciate you, brother. Have a wonderful weekend.
4: All right, buddy. You too. Take care of yourself. Hit him straight. Thank you,
1: Bob Kravitz from the musings of an old sports writer. Go to bobkravitz.substack.com. Back with more right after this.
0: We'll be right back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group, also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at. Fee- Southern Stone's fried chicken, vegan tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting EndeavorIndiana.com or downloading the WOW Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the WOW Network.
1: Feast Market and Cellar, a part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club, is located next door to Southern Stone Restaurant on Patterson and Rogers. It's one of the most popular gathering spots in Bloomington. Whether you're out on a date with your spouse, friends, or coworkers, Feast Market and Cellar offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff to help you with your selections. Feast also provides a wide variety of cheeses, gourmet sandwiches, entrees, a coffee bar, bread, pastries, all made fresh, and mouthwater. Stop by Feast Market and Cellar today. Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouth-watering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big-screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33. Pizza, burgers, beer
0: always on the go whether it's you your kids or the team it's hard to find fresh tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly go team was created for go-getters like you go team is full of fresh healthy ingredients and each recipe contains high quality protein powder and guess what they come in multiple flavors and taste great high achieving people like you need a great tasting source of energy to conquer the day just go to go or pick them up at bb's market go team is a proud partner of endeavor hospitality's wow network Looking for someone to cater your next corporate event, family reunion, or tailgate? To some, a garnish may be nothing more than just a decoration put last on a plate. But in Bloomington, catering starts with Garnish Catering. Serving all of Bloomington and surrounding areas, Garnish Catering is waiting to help make your next event one to remember. Planning a great event shouldn't have to be stressful. Whether we quote you just for catering or a total event package, you can trust that you're making the right choice with Garnish Catering. Visit GarnishCatering.com. Garnish Catering is a proud partner of Wow Network. Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of WOW Network. This segment is brought to you by Remax Advanced Realty. Indie Home Pros team by Cheryl Sizemore. Now back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Mohanda of Bloomington.
1: Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Here on this Friday, it's August twenty fifth, week zero in the college football world. A couple of games, seven games for you. It's, a little, it's like a little appetizer. It's like appetizer Saturday, John. This is appetizer weekend. And then the entrees are coming next week as week one. Hey, I'm a big fan of appetizers, so I'm not against that. Me too. But speaking of which, pull up the pick 'em. Um, college pick 'em, uh, Indiana Sports Beat. We've got a college pick 'em for you. We're going to do this each week, have weekly winners and a season winner. Um, and like I said, we are in the process of getting some merchandise together. We owe one already right now for, uh, the NCAA tournament winner, but, um, we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways in, in October. As I said, as Indiana sports beat is proudly we re- will be reaching its 1500th episode. Can you imagine they've left us on the air for that long? They've left me on the air that long.
0: Well, see, thankfully.
1: Don't tell anybody. Oh,
0: yeah. It's a secret.
1: Don't wake them up. They may, I think they're sleeping, and they just don't realize that we're still on. Exactly. Two million views on YouTube. Man, that that blows my mind.
0: So here you go with the uh, college pick. I mean, apologies ahead of time. I'm still fighting my voice issues from earlier in the week. But first thing you want to do, go to. ESPN and set up a fantasy account if you don't already have one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Click on the fantasy tab, then click on college pick 'em. Search for Indiana Sports Beat Radio. And then you're gonna want to join the group with the password B Town twenty twenty three. <coughs> That's a capital B for B Town. The rest is lowercase
1: and then twenty twenty three. We'll have to we'll get that up on a on a link as well, but um, just if you're listening on the radio, we'll, we'll have to we'll, we'll give it to you again to Monday, but uh, otherwise, you can go back and listen to it. Um, but yeah, jump on there. Let's see who I'm gonna, I, I love picking college football games, it's just fun. Um, talking about the stadium improvements for Indiana, Mike. Says uh, Indiana football struggles to draw people to games. They should focus the stadium on comfort over size, make it more usable for other events. Other events is something I brought up. I've wondered why? Why do they not do other events in this stadium? I mean, I, I know that you're not going to draw concerts away from Indianapolis, but I'm pretty positive other schools have concerts now. Maybe it's because they're not getting those kinds of draws away from Indianapolis that they don't need to use the football stadium for that. That you can have them in the auditorium because it's such a large venue, open venue that then your sound might not sound as good. I, I'm I'm sure there are various reasons why, but I I I just mentioned why not have concerts. After, not every game maybe, but certain games. Um, Too late now, this year, I think. But, you and... And it would be hard to police that, I guess, ticket-wise. But, you just do it anyway. <laughs> it's what most schools do. um, But... I don't know, I'm trying to think of different ways for Indiana to, but Bob said it best. You shouldn't have to be thinking of ways to do all this. Winning, that's one thing I always say, winning cures everything. Winning cures all. Being competitive would cure a lot, And that's, to me, the focus that has to be made at Indiana. From the football team out. From the football team out to the practice facilities, out to the stadium, out to all any and all other things. And I, I, I think it's come to a point now where... They don't have a choice. They absolutely do not have a choice in this day and age. You cannot sit on your hands anymore. Indiana has sat on its hands basically in football since the early 70s. And I'm going to give you my opinion again on what happened in Indiana football. In the late 60s, there was a a protest. By the African American players uh, who were not being treated equally. And that boycott hurt Indiana for a few years in the late 60s, right up to the, the, the early early 70s. Guess what happened in the early 70s at in Indiana? Bob Knight arrived. By 1973, Indiana was in a Final Four, playing UCLA. By 1975, they were on the verge of an undefeated national championship, which they tragically wouldn't get. But in 76, they would. Do you think people cared about IU football at that point? Hell no. They're winning national championships in basketball, baby. They are the toast of the town. The basketball mecca of Indiana, the state, had the basketball mecca at IU. They had the greatest young coach in the game. Football, schmutball. Ah, let Michigan be football or whatever. Well, that was a bad mistake because. Indiana was competitive in the Big Ten up until that point. And they could have stayed competitive had they handled the situation differently. And that's the whole, you know, none of the people are here now, obviously. It happened such a long time ago. But that's what happened to Indiana football, period. Uh, Anybody else can give you all the stories they want. That is what happened. And it didn't have to. But it did. And the more success the basketball program had and the less success the football program had, well, it's like kids. If there's a kid who's excelling at something, He's going to be continued to be pushed and, and and given more opportunities to see how far he can go. If there's one that's not, hmm. hey, here's here's a here's a balloon. Play with this. That's kind of what IU did to the football program. Hey, here's a balloon. Play with this. That's just my take. And again, none of the people that are here. Now, this this was a long time ago. So this was a systemic problem in Indiana. Other schools never did that. Purdue didn't do that. They've always tried to balance. They, they've, they've kept the importance of, of football up there. They're, obviously, they have a damn good basketball program, but they didn't forget about football. You couldn't. You can't. I don't know how you could ever do that. From, a, from an athletic department standpoint. But that happened a long time ago in Indiana. And they paid for it for years and years and years. It didn't take long. Because this, like I said, this that happened in the late 60s and the early 70s is when it actually happened. So throughout the 70s, the 80s, they were not good. Bill Mallory had had a, had a decent run, and that was at the in an era where you could still Ohio State and Michigan were not what they are today. And um, Bill Mallory showed that he compete could compete with them, beat both of those programs, and then things started changing in a different direction, and then. Uh, Then that was it. So we'll see. You never know what these changes can do. Maybe Indiana will make a new commitment. And with getting out of the Big Ten East, with getting other teams in, maybe this will be a positive change. I don't know. I hope that it is. It's always a lot more fun to cover a winner. And and as Bob said, I'm a grad. I'd rather see him win. But I I can't cheer for them. But it's a lot more fun to cover a winner, I can promise you. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you. Taterology says one of IU's biggest issues is that one of most of the northern half of the state's IU basketball fans are Notre Dame fans for football. They lose a ton of non-alumni support that they get for basketball. It's not that they're. It's because Notre Dame football is successful. If IU football was successful, that would not be the case. Um. That's yeah. Like, who was to point it out? Um. About Notre or uh, Nebraska, which it. Anyway, I can't find it right now, but he, he said that you know Nebraska, and I think it was Fred, but had sold out their stadium every year since like 1962, and that's an 80,000-seat stadium. Of course, it probably it wasn't back then, but it is now, and they're still doing it. They did it through um, some lean years, man, through the Scott Frost years. It's kind of like IU basketball, though. Even when IU basketball is down, that stadium, that arena – Assembly Hall is is going to have a box full of people in it, but uh, it's time. The, the money the money will force that to happen. I think, and I wonder. I, I think people would be happy, but we'll see. That's and, and all of this is conjecture for the future. How they do it? I'm not sure. Gary McDaniel was the March Madness winner. I got the note right here. Um, Tana said it's sad that IU focused on basketball rather than address the race issues they had, and it cost them overall. In the fina- oh hell yeah, it cost them overall. It cost them more than just financial. It cost them in a lot of things. Um, but yeah, yes, it is. Very sad, Um, Nebraska. Rudy says Nebraska football is the biggest thing in Nebraska. Hell, it's the only thing in Nebraska. You kidding me? (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, Yes. Um, Well, it's not a story; just a story. These are just some facts, Tanis, in regards to, to IU football. But yeah, that that happened. I mean, those that happened in this. Time with the, the the boycott happened in the late '60s, which led right into the early '70s, and then it's like, well, what happened in 1971? Bob Knight came to town. Success followed. Boom! Didn't? It's easy. He says that I you could have hired Urban Meyer, but I hired Denaro instead. Well. Shocker that uh, they didn't make the right call there. Tana said, Aha, say uh, when you could still run a clean program. Uh, yeah. Um, there you go. What a great, a great point from Dwayne. Notre Dame doesn't need major upgrades to the stadium. They did upgrade their stadium a few years ago, but it was not because they they just wanted more seats. Let me tell you, Notre Dame Stadium is a piece of crap as a fan to sit in. Just from a – to sit. You know what you're sitting on? And I'm not joking. You're sitting on two-by-six boards. Two inches thick, six inches wide. All the way around. You're sitting on two-by-six boards at Notre Dame. They ain't there for the seats, people. They're there for the football. Bam. Perfect point, Dwayne. Thank you. We've got to take a break. Zach Osterman from the Indy Star joins us in the next hour. Back with more Indiana Sports Speed Radio right after this.
0: We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington.
1: If you're in the market for a new vehicle, you need to visit Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer, where you'll find great deals like a 2023 Honda Ridgeline with 1.9% financing, 2023 Honda Passports, 2.9% financing. Andy Moore Honda gives you top dollar for your trade and buys used vehicles. New Hondas are arriving and being sold daily, so make sure to reserve your new inbound Honda and get more to your door with Honda.com. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from Remax Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. BB's Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, BB's opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh custom made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in house made deli, side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, BB's Market has the largest variety of in house made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee time starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today.
0: Country living is just a swing away. It can be hard to find the exact home that fits your family's needs, so there couldn't be a better time to build a new home with property Shore construction. Now building exclusively south of Bloomington within the Stonecrest Golf Community. Choose from one of the gorgeous Stonecrest Signature Series house plans. We have several lots available with scenic views of the golf course. Contact Amy Rhoda with Revest Real Estate for additional information. 812-583-0919 or go to mystonecrestliving.com. That's mystonecrestliving.com
1: for more details. Feast Market and Cellar, a part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wow Club, is located next door to Southern Stone Restaurant on Patterson & Rogers. It's one of the most popular gathering spots in Bloomington. Whether you're out on a date with your spouse, friends, or coworkers, Feast Market and Cellar offers an extensive wine selection with a sommelier on staff to help you with your selections. Feast also provides a wide variety of cheeses, Gourmet sandwiches, entrees, a coffee bar, bread, pastries—all made fresh and mouthwatering. Stop by Feast Market and Cellar today. This segment is brought to you by
0: Feast Market and Cellar. Now back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda
1: of Bloomington.
4: Hey, hey, hey,
1: welcome back. It's Friday. Uh, that means your weekend has arrived. And guess what? Your wait for college football is over. Week zero is here. That means there are no calories for college football this week. It's a calorie-free weekend. Uh, week zero, because there are only seven games. So you can't overeat. Boy, what a what a segue that was. Uh, Zach Osterman from the Indy Stars joining us now. Zach, uh, proudly, is, is that your Braves jersey? What you got? All or is that the old old school jersey?
2: Uh, this is the, oh, Homestead,
1: the Homestead Gray is the Negro League team. Yeah, that's very, very, very cool, man. The Braves, they are white hot. They are the best team in baseball, and I don't even care if it's by record or not. They are just they've been the most consistent all year and as a Braves fan i'd be a little scared because every time they look that good is when something seems to go awry but they man they are kicking butt yeah i mean i think a long time ago i think i became circumspect
2: enough about sports to just try and enjoy what's sort of enjoy what's in front of you um not worry too much about you know um what might happen next i think if if you got a good baseball team that means a fun summer and anything that happens after that you know you just kind of take it on the chin obviously i think it probably for a lot of braves fans probably helps that this group's won a world series so you don't feel that sense of sort of i don't know wasted opportunity or whatever but um they're having a real good season i mean one of the best you know this Genuinely might be the best Braves team I've ever seen. We'll, we'll kind of see how the season wraps up, but thats I think that's a definite possibility.
1: It's definitely looking that way. Uh, so we'll continue to watch them. Uh, Indiana football has decided on a starting quarterback. We do not know who that is. Um, everybody keeps asking me, what do I think? Ah, give me a quarter. And, and that's basically what it is. I'll flip it and I'll tell you. If it's heads, I think it's him. If it's tails, I think it's him. Um, To be honest with you, if Ohio State knew today who it was, I don't think it really makes any difference. Uh, I really don't know what they're gaining this late date of not know or or not just announcing who it is. But I I get the gamesmanship that that goes along with it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you're gaining. I I also really don't know what you're losing. You know, I've, I've had fans who, who said to me that, you know, Indiana should be trying to drum up interest and hype and all that. I, I, I'm i not really into that stuff. I mean, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on either of them, but if either of these quarterbacks was going to come with real hype, then there wouldn't be a competition, you know. Um, second of all, I just don't think, you know, naming your starting quarterback is somehow going to put ten thousand more rowdy fans in the stands. Like I think you just, you know, however you want to do it. Just, I, I guess my my attitude is probably just however you want to do it. Just stick to that. Don't don't walk it back. Don't you know get uh, don't decide you know don't get cold feet at the last minute. Just stick to what you want to do. What you think is the right thing to do. Um, the other thing I'll, I'll say too, and, and I wrote this in my newsletter this week. History tells us both these guys are going to play this year. And you don't, you know, you don't want guys to get hurt. You can't assume guys will get hurt. But Indiana, since in the last 13 seasons, Indiana's only made it through the season three times with the same guy starting every game. Ben Chappell started 12 games in 2010. Richard Lego did uh, all 13 in 2016. Peyton Ramsey did all 12 in 2018. There have been a, a handful of changes at quarterback midseason for performance reasons, or maybe, you know, maybe more a little bit like for stylistic reasons, thinking about changing from Richard Lego to Peyton Ramsey in 2017. Um, I don't know that that was necessarily Richard Lego was a bad quarterback. It was just kind of a different offense and Indiana wanted to try something different, but a lot more of the changes, including going back to Richard Lego and Peyton Ramsey got hurt in 2017. Um, we're forced by injury. and So history tells us Indiana is going to need multiple quarterbacks, may even need three, may even need Dexter Williams at some point. Um, you know, we'll just have not to Not only
1: need Dexter Williams, but he brings a a very different element than the other two do. I know that they, they they both can run, but his running is just quite different. What he was able to do when he got the opportunity was obviously a, a, a huge improvement for the Hoosiers, but he brings a different element. Uh, and that, then that's going to bring into the question of a, a, not a dual quarterback system per se, but using a second quarterback, uh, in that manner. Possibly. I mean, I think, I think that's, I think that's certainly,
2: um, possible. Uh, the one thing I will say, especially because it does feel like the, the quarterback run element is going to be a bigger deal for Indiana this year is that, um, I think, I would withhold judgment on the QB run stuff until we see whoever the starter is going live because it's 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 one thing to do it in practice it's another thing to do it in games you know in practice you might stick your nose in somewhere you don't normally because you know you're not going to get hit but on the other hand, in practice, you know, there have been some times even in just what we've been able to watch through preseason camp where like Taven Jackson, for example, has kind of gotten outside the tackle box and turned up field and they've blown the play dead. And just watching it with my eyes, I've thought, mm, I think like, I don't I don't know that you could assume he was going to get tackled there, you know, and, and, and maybe there's maybe there's more yardage. And so until we see these guys kind of as runners, I'll withhold judgment on the idea that that you know, Dexter Williams is better or worse than them in the open field, but he has proven. And of course, this is also provided he's healthy. He has proven he's got that element to his game in the way that neither of them have. And so that, you know, that gets to it too. And then you've got, I mean, even if, if, you know, push came to absolute shove, you've got Brock Lowry who is very much, I think by his, his reputation from a uh, high school quarterback in Ohio, um, is very much a guy that is capable of being that dual threat and of, of getting out in the open field and running the football. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the many fascinating layers.
1: Absolutely. And uh, with Ohio State coming in, Indiana, uh, we're going to get a, a very, very quick look at what the offensive line can do because obviously everything starts and stops with the line, the the improvement that has been made, uh, because they Indiana does have a, a a good running backs room, Um and it's going to be interesting to see what they can do for guys like Jalen Jalen Lucas or or Josh Henderson, these these guys, and if Indiana can can get some breathing room to be able to throw the ball, which they basically have not been able to do for the last couple of years. And again, I kind of go back to you know the, the questions I have just about.
2: The option and about, you know, is that something that is really going to be a staple of what Indiana tries to do running the football? Because on the one hand, that puts more on a quarterback. I mean, that's that's more decisions a quarterback's got to make. That's more reads he's got to make. That's more, frankly, bravery he's got to show at times, you know, when you're going to come around that edge. You know, if you see the end or the backer coming down on you, you've got to hold on to that football for a long time to make them commit to you. And that may mean taking some hits, you know, right as you pitch the ball. On the other hand, a really good east-west ground game, especially one that's got an option element to it, can make life a lot easier on uh, an offensive line and can let an offensive line maybe attack downhill a little bit more, maybe pull in trap a little bit more, get out into space, you know, release off of bigger linemen and go block smaller players, um, linebackers, safeties, et cetera. So, I mean, as, as with anything in football, like all this stuff is, you know, fairly codependent um, or, or, or fairly sort of symbiotic, you know, each hand kind of feeds the other, if you can be good at it, then we're going to find out if Indiana can be
1: opening up with opening up against such a, a staggering opponent. Uh, one of the top five teams in the country, a potential favorite to win a national championship. It's not what you want to do, but Indiana doesn't have a choice. It is what it is. What, what can the fans gain from this game? What What, what is the expectations? Uh, obviously, Indiana would like to win the game. Uh, from a betting standpoint, if you look at the line, obviously that's not something that, that people are expecting, being a 28-point underdog. What is the best thing for Indiana, other than winning, to do coming out of this game?
2: I think, um, I think obviously, I mean, and this is true of any game, but I feel like people always think it, it's more true when you play like an Ohio State, fair or not. Um, you want to stay healthy. That's that's part of it. Um, I think, I think something else that that always kind of. I guess comes to mind for me, or I'm not sure what the word jumps off the page. I'm not sure what the the word would be. Um, You know, if you can, if you're Indiana and you can kind of, you know, find anything that you can kind of consistently execute in this game. Like there's, I mean, there's a real extent to which like, I know nobody likes to talk about moral victories, but you only have to play Ohio state once. And if you open with them, that means you won't play them again. That means the the, the most difficult road game of your season or home game of your season is over when the final whistle sounds at, you know, at 730 on Saturday night. And, you know, if you can have a game, maybe not dissimilar to what Minnesota did a couple years ago, they opened on a Friday, Ohio State had a new quarterback, you know, slightly younger guy behind center and some things were, you know, some things were clearly kind of, there were some hiccups and eventually Ohio state just scored a bunch of points and pulled away and won. But Minnesota kind of got to come out of that game. I think Muhammad Ibrahim got hurt. And so that kind of overrode it, but there were some other areas where Minnesota I think got to come out of that game feeling like, okay, you know, we still proved a little something here. There was still some, some real tangible good here. Um, You know, if, if you're Indiana, there's, you, know, you can you can set yourself up in a way where there's really nothing but positive out of the weekend for lack of a better term and I think um, I think it's going to be interesting to see just kind of if Indiana can maybe get itself to a place where I don't know it, it, it almost feels like it is um, it almost feels like there's like I said just just nothing but positives to to take from this weekend
1: uh absolutely and uh jaylen lucas he's going to be a marked man indiana's all american coming back uh he's they're trying to get the ball in his hands as much as possible uh, whether it's in the return game uh or in the uh, offensive backfield josh henderson good. indiana does have a, a good core of uh, running backs and they've added some to that um it so, although we don't to know as much as we'd I'd like to know about the team going into the season, uh, it seems like they have better pieces than they had last year.
2: I think that's possible. Um, in fact, I would say I would say I agree with that. I think, I mean, what I what I can't get away from is, um, I think Indiana is discernibly better on both lines of scrimmage and there is other than I guess possibly quarterback play but really you know you you still need a good line to have good quarterback play nearly all the time um there's really no better way to improve in football than to just get better at the line of scrimmage in, in both directions um and On the offensive line, it's because of, I think, maybe a coaching change. I think I've mentioned this before, but I find it fascinating that Bob Bostad was the offensive line coach at Wisconsin and had a lot of success, and then he went to inside linebackers coach, which is obviously a completely different part of football and still coached a bunch of really good players that... That sort of suggests that, like, you can talk about the, the tactical elements and the X's and O's. That he's just a coach who can connect with players and get them to play with confidence and get them to play with, you know, an edge and all that stuff that coaches like to. All those cliches coaches like to spit out. On defense, it's it's very much more like kind of remaking a position through the portal. If you look at the last like eighteen months, you know, if, if you if you stack up a, a, if you project a two deep along that defensive line. Um, that's I mean, it's 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 going to be dominated by transfers and the holes that are filled, maybe not by transfers are going to be by guys. I think I suspect like Nick James, who's a redshirt freshman, played a little bit last year. Staff really likes him, kind of held him back last season, wanted to develop him a little bit more. But we might see more of him this year. Um, my point here is, I think it's kind of two different paths up the mountain and getting those groups, those position groups better. But I do think both are tangibly better and there really isn't a more surefire way to get yourself to improve yourself as a team than, than with, than by getting better on both lines of scrimmage. And if that stuff holds true, not just for Ohio state, but just in general, um, and Indiana can stay healthy in those areas, I think they've got a chance to raise their ceiling.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, I, and actually, I, for me, I keep, I've said this many times to different people, but the Louisville game is the linchpin game to me. They have to win that game um, so they don't have to win four Big Ten games, but uh, that's, that's down the road now. What's up next for you, Zach? I guess one last weekend of uh... –
2: of, of I mean I'll watch some football this weekend certainly but one last weekend without football on the schedule without uh seeing all your beautiful faces in the press box at Memorial Stadium again just <laughs> trying to really trying to beat the heat though I think it's supposed to ease off after today a little bit and um, trying to uh just enjoy a little bit more free time. I think I think this is one of the rare weekends, you know, as you know, Jim, when you have kids, your weekends in the summer just fill up with activities and vacations and gotta do this and gotta fit that. And I think this is gonna be the rare weekend where there's there's actually not a ton on the schedule at the moment. And so maybe just try to relax a little bit, enjoy it and um, you know, one last one last recharge before the madness descends.
1: Uh, yeah, head down to Metalworks Brewing Company. Uh, that'd be great. Go.
2: Perfect now John's
1: talking. got it up in the corner. That's perfect. Zach, I appreciate you very much, brother. Hope you have a great, relaxing weekend. Thanks, Jim. Good talking to you as always. You as well. Zach Osterman from the Indy Star. Make sure you're giving him a follow. We've got more coming up with Jeffrey the Greek makes his return right after this on Indiana Sports Beat Radio.
0: We'll be right back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington. Whether it's at our place or yours, great food and a great time is our guarantee. Endeavor Hospitality is a locally owned and operated restaurant group also offering catering services in Bloomington, Indiana. Our local restaurants provide an array of options that never leave you bored. Just to tempt you with a few mouth-watering options, experience a charcuterie board at Feast, Southern Stone's fried chicken, vegan tacos at the Owlery, an authentic Italian meal at Cabello, or a hearty breakfast at BB's Market. Your next dining endeavor starts by visiting Endeavor, Indiana, com or downloading the Wow Club app to earn exclusive dining rewards. Endeavor Hospitality and the Wow Network.
1: Whether it's a night out with the family, after work with colleagues, or catching the game with friends, Bubba's 33 is the place for you. Bubba's 33 offers a mouthwatering menu of selections that are all made from scratch every day. The portions are big, but the prices are small. And with over 50 big screen TVs, you'll never miss the big game. Bubba's 33 is located just west of I-69 off the Lloyd Expressway. Bubba's 33, pizza, burgers, beer.
0: Now available throughout the Bloomington area is a fresh, home-cooked, nutritious meal prep that we cook up. The Fresh Fork takes care of all the planning, shopping, and prepping and can even deliver them to your doorstep once a week. That's right. It's the fastest, simplest, and easiest way to avoid decision fatigue. You pick your plan and pick up at BB's Market with no extra charge. So leave the heavy lifting to us and enjoy healthy eating with stocked meals in your fridge. Order online today at thefreshfork.com. Fresh Fork is a proud partner of WOW Network.
1: Metalworks Brewing Company, located just off the square in Bloomington near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, MetalWorks Brewing Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewing Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hops's Brewing, MetalWorks Brewing Company. Bring your passion and your
0: thirst always on the go whether it's you your kids or the team it's hard to find fresh, tasty food that is convenient to eat on the fly. Team was created for go-getters like you. Team is full of fresh, healthy ingredients and each recipe contains high-quality protein powder. And guess what? They come in multiple flavors and taste great. High-achieving people like you need a great tasting source of energy to conquer the day. Just go to goteambites.com or pick them up at BB's Market. Team is a proud partner of Endeavor Hospitality's Wow
1: Network. Southern Stone Restaurant, located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington, offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. This segment is
0: brought to you by K Bellow. Now back to the golf club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Moore Honda of Bloomington.
1: Welcome back on this Friday August 25. The last uh Weekend, I guess it's not really without football. Cabro jumping on the Andy Moranda hotline. You gotta send send Cabro the link, John Boy. Talk to him about uh, upcoming football weekend. He's down there covering the Gators. The wonders. I haven't seen that uh, documentary Swamp Things. Welcome back, Jeffrey the Greek. How are you, sir? I am great. How are
3: you guys? Can you hear me? You sound like a million bucks. Wow. Okay, it actually
1: worked. Yeah, uh, I wish, Roy. Um, Cabro jumping on, talking about Notre Dame Navy. Yeah, that's the. I guess that's the highlight of the weekend, if you want to call it a highlight. I think that if you're going to go to Ireland, that that Ireland should get to put together a football team, and you have to play them of their rugby players.
3: <laughs> kind of like an fun. MMA
1: thing, like an MMA. It'd be kind of like an MMA thing.
3: I'm not. I'm not sure what my take is on that. Uh, it it would be you, a spectacle. I'll say that you
1: didn't expect it. You didn't expect to come back and then within the first few moments be talking about playing a, a, against a, a no. bunch of uh, Irish hooligans. Oh, that's what you do. You no, go get the not. hooligans.
3: I did not think my first question back would be a <laughs> a, 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 a situation that puts Notre Dame versus a rugby classic all star team. No. How are we doing, or, Jim? Or, it's
1: feeling great, buddy.
3: All season's been? almost here. Not good. I mean, I haven't had college football, but we get to rectify that this weekend. So pretty excited about that.
1: Look at Jason; he's wanting a good parlay already for the weekend. There's only seven <laughs> teams. It's hard to miss. Well, I guess not really. Not yeah. know, let me, the way my bets went last year, I, I, I oh, I it killed me. But uh, yeah, only yeah. seven games on the docket. Uh and yep. two teams that uh definitely worth watching, Notre Dame and USC, of course. Um yeah. Oh this Kevin and his dumb he pulls this dumb Irish joke. Why is Ireland the fastest That's growing country in the world? Because the capital is always Dublin. That's a good one. That's a classic. Oh so, boy, he's been carrying that one in yep. his pocket for a couple of years. Uh okay Bro. But uh yeah, yeah it football is back. In a way, I guess yes. kinda. It's it's like I told John a minute ago, this is like this is the the, the uh, appetizer weekend. You got some appetizers, yes, just a couple of
4: appetizers. I,
3: I I actually love it. Um the only thing I would change is last last year one of the week zero games was Northwestern Nebraska. So you had not only a power five versus power five, but in conference and it wound up being a great game uh, which wound up being two not so good teams obviously. That's the one thing I would choose. I wish there was one power five versus power five matchup for the weekend. If that that was the case. That meant something. Yeah yeah I mean even if it didn't mean a whole bunch you know if it was like two you know team like a team in the ACC team in the Big Ten or something like that that was predict that was like bowl level teams, you know like six and six, seven and five teams. that to me would would be enough uh, to warrant what I'm asking for here. but in the end let let's 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 be real here. College football starts at my time 1.30 p.m tomorrow. There are lines available to look at over unders all day long into the evening. that that's all I need, okay. I'm a simple man. Give me my basement, my nice cool basement I'd like to point out. Give me some college football, and, and we got good things happening tomorrow.
1: Well, we know you're uh, John. If we could play it, we know his walk up song Simple Man. Let us get a simple man. That's right. We're not getting a copyright right.
0: strike today, but
1: yeah, appreciate the sentiment. Don't,
3: don't do that. Yeah, yeah well, maybe we can uh, but sing yeah, it. Navy, I can sing it. Navy at Notre Dame, Navy is apparently going to start. Trying to throw the ball a little bit this year. So that'll be exciting. Who is to it? See. And then
1: we um, might be we, what's that? Wisconsin's go who is it? Wisconsin might be throwing yeah. the ball this year. That's that's
3: a good point. We'll, it's, it's we'll talk about it's that later. Hotness. Yeah. And then, you know, a little bit of little bit of stuff in the afternoon, maybe Ohio, San Diego State. Hawaii Vanderbilt, that's fun, you know. Um uh that's get to see an SEC team. And to me, San Jose State USC in the evening I mean this is what I keep picturing for that game all it takes is USC to turn the ball over early in the game or San Jose State to pop a big one now suddenly everybody in the country is dialing into that game to see you know if USC can respond and if we get a big upset week zero I'm not saying that's going to happen but that's all it takes with college football and the next thing you know you got you got a great game that everybody's everybody's talking about.
1: But can we even watch San Jose State and USC?
3: Pac-12, Pac-12
1: network. Got to have a Pac-12 what, network. What the hell is the Pac-12 network?
3: Well, pretty soon it ain't going to be anything, but uh, you can I still think, get it for I now. Think it,
1: I think it's pictures that are been put up on Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not a, a good setup.
3: that. That's for sure. I'm serious. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know that we that can out.
1: watch it. I mean, who has Pac-12 Network back here?
3: I I I know I've watched games on the Pac-12 Network before, but I'll be honest with you. You got me. You got me checking. I'll probably go check my cable provider over the weekend or early next I'm not week. i make sure, sure, I sure that I do. I,
1: I don't recall okay. seeing Pac-12 Network on my lineup. Um, and and that it that'll depends
3: stop. on that's the second. but that's yeah, the that that's, a, it,
1: that's the game you want to watch.
3: Yeah, that would be the game you'd want to watch. Caleb we also Williams. got FIU, LaTeX. you know. We got and what we got uh, Hawaii Vanderbilt starts. I mean, that's the SEC network, I I know I got and it. And now got. that game last um, year was
1: intriguing because we we always talk about jet lag and all this stuff to travel. Vanderbilt traveled all the way to Hawaii last year. Vanderbilt mm-hmm. who was a terrible not a good team and kick the ever-loving crap out of Hawaii, at Hawaii, yeah. after flying yeah. eight hours. So I'm like, right. eh, I kind of don't really want to hear that stuff anymore because if you could fly eight hours and then play a football game for three and a half hours or four in the Hawaiian sun in full uniform, yeah, basketball can do it too. Uh, so, sure. yeah, that, right. uh, that, that kind of put that to bed for me, that game last year.
3: Yeah, and I think actually uh, Vanderbilt got off to a, if I can remember, they got off to a slow start in that game and then just absolutely poured it on after that. Uh, it'll be interesting this year. I mean, I think Clark Lee, that's the, the, the head coach at Vanderbilt. I, I think he's a pretty good coach. I think he's got Vanderbilt much improved. Um, so I, I expect them to, to win the game pretty handily. But, you know, on the other side of it, heavy hearts in Hawaii, maybe that, you know, is an emotional situation for the game um uh definitely an interesting game to to check out and again it's we can make any one of these games a little bit more interesting if you if you put some work into it
1: well plus if those if there are any anybody that happens to be listening that that is going to be down in that area or going there if you're in the nashville area uh and you can go buy a ticket to go to the game the commodore's athletic department promises to donate a portion of ticket revenue to the oh, Hawaii awesome. community foundations Maui strong fund to support the victims of the Maui wildfire. So there's a, that's there's great. a great tie in there.
3: That's awesome. Great, great, great move by Vanderbilt.
1: So do you have your uh, parlay picked You ha- or do you have multiple picked?
3: For this weekend, I've got two or three that I'm I'm looking at. Uh, I, I I've been busy with my life and job and personal life, personal life this week, so I, I got to put some time. It. Jo- we don't care know, about your
1: job. We don't care about your job and personal life. We got important no, stuff to talk I. about, man.
3: <laughs> I know. I I don't know if I'll go that direction this weekend. It'll probably be just a couple standalone situations to keep me, uh, you know, to keep me preoccupied for the afternoon and evening. Uh, but now, next week, you know, when we get into week one and we're in the full tilt of Big Ten football, that then it might be a little bit different story.
1: Uh, I have what is the uh, I don't even know what, what's the spread for Notre Dame for the Notre Dame game.
3: I think it's right around 20. I could I could be wrong.
1: Um, See, but but Navy's no longer running the uh, all right. Here's another big change. Was it Navy? 20 and a half? Yeah twenty and a it Navy yep. they they've ran the, the uh triple option for yep. a thousand thousand years and now, years. It's, it's, now it's they've scrapped that it's new coach, different offense. I, I wouldn't say a
3: total scrap, uh but a but a semi-scrap, if that's a way to explain it. Um uh they're they're throwing the ball more. That's so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be essentially an RPO offense with a lean towards you know, a, a little bit more of a lean towards the rushing attack. I mean, Navy maybe threw it, what, four or five times a game. You might see a shocking, you know, 16 or 17 passes a game type of deal um, where, like I said, it's a little bit more RPO. That's me kind of reading through and just listening to, to other podcasts. I am I am by no means a, a Navy expert. But there you go. That's, that's a reason right there, along I'm... with it being against Notre Dame, a ranked team. You, you tune in. You check it out, uh, Notre Dame doesn't have a lot in the way of film on what they're going to run here. Maybe Navy hits a, a, a you know, I, pass. I, I like, I like Navy in
1: this game because it's a first game because of what you're saying. They don't have the film. They're, it's, they're, they're doing something different, and they don't know exactly how it's going to be. And I just I wish it was 21 uh, or 21 and a half that we were getting, right. but I'm still hoping for maybe a, like a 17 point game at max. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I don't know how strong Notre Dame really is. I think they always get a lot of hype, too much hype because it's Notre Dame. Uh, so until I see it, I wouldn't mind taking Navy in that one.
3: No, uh, that's, that's one of the points. At. And the points. Yeah. Um. Uh, um the, and then the other thing is, both teams are going overseas. Um, I don't know. It always seems like it's a, a slogging field, you know, whenever they play over there. It wasn't last year with Nebraska-Northwestern, uh, and there was actually a lot of points in that game versus Nebraska-Northwestern. Um, point being, I'm, I'm trying to make, I think, is that it, it feels like a game that would stay under, Um, I think Notre Dame does have a good defense. I have more questions with their their offense, which obviously could definitely play into Navy covering the 21, roughly, you know, 21 points because they're going to have to score, you know, quite a few, you would think, to cover that if Navy can just get at least 10, 13 points on the board. So I guess we're kind of looking at the same thing. Um, Vegas always knows. But, um, yeah, that's one definitely to keep an eye on.
1: Absolutely, and then of course the other big game that we were talking about, San Jose State at or versus USC. Uh, what's the spread on that baby? Uh,
3: you got me. I got I got the Big Ten lines more uh, uh, memorized. You're, you're catching me off guard with these. There uh, are no
1: Big Ten was, lines.
3: I, well, I we you know we could talk week one, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would guess that's around.
1: Well, that's all right here, but, I'll look forward yeah. to that I will um I'm definitely taking I'll probably take Vanderbilt
3: um so usc's a 30 and a half uh point favorite wow uh 66 total points Ooh, that's a that's a big one right there um yeah with USC I think it's more with that game uh it's the Caleb Williams Heisman you know part two campaign, future Big Ten uh, uh, program here. Um, you know, with Notre Dame, Ohio State fans want to tune into that. They're going to be playing Notre Dame in, what, week three. And with USC, it'll be interesting. I wonder if – I mean, I think USC has always drawn in a lot of eyeballs because they're, they're USC. I wonder if they get a little bit more eyeballs this year from Big Ten fans. Uh, you know what I mean? Because now Big so. Ten – uh fans yeah they, let's let's see not that you know we haven't watched usc before but a little bit more this year um just to, just to, uh, uh tune in i'll be looking at the lines you know um usc's defense has been has been awful they've got a lot of juco's in they say the line the defensive line the offensive line has improved a lot that's that's some of the stuff i'll be watching in that game
1: absolutely uh do you have a Andrew wants to know, he wants you to give him a lead pipe sense, baby. For week zero? For week zero.
3: For week, See, zero. week zero. Week zero is calorie free. It's calorie free baby. It is. It is calorie free. I would go ahead and lay the points with Vanderbilt. That that would that would be I think Clark Lee has got them playing a lot better. Um, it's just something that doesn't get talked about that much because it's Vanderbilt and I, I understand that. I I I think it's going to be a tough trip for Hawaii. Um, maybe they stay close for a little bit, but I think Vanderbilt will just kind of pull away. I mean, Vanderbilt is trying to get to a bowl. That's their number one goal. They obviously have to win this game in order to get there. So I, I think they pound them pretty hard and, and get their season off to a good start.
1: All right, brother. Next week, we get to get into the, uh, the steak and potatoes. Yes. Yes, college football. Make sure you give Jeffrey the yes. Greek a follow and follow Eyes on Big Ten Eyes on Big podcast with his uh, cohort Big Kurt. Right.
3: Yep. This is, Yes. Uh, thank you very. Yeah. Eyes on Big podcast. B1G. Uh, Big Kurt still part of the podcast. Uh, check out our predictions uh, podcast that we just released. We we predicted all the Big Ten standings. Big Ten, you know, East and West, and and Big Ten champion. Uh, So that's, that's always a popular podcast for people to download, check that out. Uh, And then shout out to my guy, Jordan. Uh, He will be my podcast partner for the, the 2023 season. Kurt's Kurt's got some things going on, uh, but it'll still be the same format. It'll be great. So always, always welcome more listeners.
1: Appreciate you brother. Look forward to it, man. It's here. All right. Excited. Have a great week, Jeffrey. All right. You too. We've got more Indiana Sports Beat going on. Travis Miller from Boiler Upload joins us when we come back right after this. We'll be right back
0: to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington.
1: If you're in the market for a new vehicle, you need to visit Andy Moore Honda, Bloomington's number one Honda dealer, where you'll find great deals like a 2023 Honda Ridgeline with 1.9% financing, 2023 Honda Passports, 2.9% financing. Andy Moore Honda gives you top dollar for your trade and buys used vehicles. New Hondas are arriving and being sold daily, so make sure to reserve your new inbound Honda and get more to your door with Honda.com. B.B.'s Market is your local meat shop, steakhouse, and caterer. No matter where you live, located on South College in Bloomington, B.B.'s opens every day at 6 a.m. with fresh, custom-made breakfast, brunch, lunch, and dinner items. With some of the best custom meats around, in-house-made deli, side dishes, salads, and lunch meats, B.B.'s Market has the largest variety of in-house-made products in southern Indiana, including 14 different marinades for chicken, beef, and unique recipes for over 35 varieties of brats and sausages. Visit bbsmarket.com for online ordering. If you're looking for a home in the Indianapolis area, you need Cheryl Sizemore from RE-MAX Advanced Realty. Cheryl Sizemore has over two decades of experience, and that could be the difference in you getting the home you want in today's tough housing market. Reach out to Cheryl Sizemore from RE-MAX Advanced Realty at Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com or 317-298-0961. Cheryl Sizemore from RE-MAX Advanced Realty. Let Cheryl Sizemore get you in the home you want today. Cheryl at IndyHomePros.com. Southern Stone Restaurant located at the corner of Patterson and Rogers in Bloomington offers a variety of freshly made fare, tying their roots in limestone with their love of Southern eateries. With quality, local, and organic food as their main focus, Southern Stone strives to always provide their guests with an exceptional dining experience. With weekly specials, quick, attentive service, Southern Stone Restaurant provides delicious five-star comfort food with a Southern charm at two-star prices. Southern Stone Restaurant is part of Endeavor Hospitality's Wild Club. Golfers, here's a deal you won't want to pass up. The golf club at Eagle Point in Bloomington is offering a very special two-year gold anniversary membership for only $299. That's right, just $299 covers your green fees for the next two years at Eagle Point. It includes tee time starting as early as up to 10 a.m. with one week in advanced tee time bookings. You just cover your card fees. Now, there is a limited number of memberships available, so go to EaglePoint.com right now and get yours today. Metalworks Brewery Company, located just off the square in Bloomington, near Cabello, is locally owned and operated by Endeavor Hospitality Group. Launched from a previous staple in Bloomington, the former Function Brewery, Metalworks Brewery Company is the culmination of a passion for beer, food, and custom metal art. Check out their custom growlers. Metalworks Brewery Company has an updated menu, new brews, and will be offered in all Endeavor Hospitality restaurants. Come taste with Dr. Hobbs' Brewing, Metalworks Brewing Company.
0: Bring your passion and your thirst. This segment is brought to you by Bubba's 33 in Clarksville Pizza, Burgers, Beer. Now back to the Golf Club at Eagle Point Studios for more Indiana Sports Beat Radio with Jim Coyle, presented by Endeavor Hospitality Group and Andy Morhonda of Bloomington.
1: Welcome back, Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Here on this Friday, it's August twenty fifth. Time for the weekend, baby! It is here, and also here with me, Travis Miller from Boiler Upload. See what's happening up the road in West Lafayette as Week Zero is here. Purdue does not play this week. Indiana does not play this week uh, as we're head uh, closer and closer to the season. But uh, what's happening up in West Lafayette, Travis?
5: uh just a lot of practice getting ready for the season uh seeing who's going to come out and again i think this is a team that has a lot of mystery as to who's really going to be some of the major contributors we know hudson card is going to be the starting quarterback he was named the captain yesterday his top returning receiver is tj sheffield who had a little over 400 yards receiving last season four touchdowns and he was also named a team captain but aside from him and running back devin macabee there's a lot of question as to who the top receivers are going to be and uh, who will be the uh, leading in production with this offense, honestly.
1: Yeah. uh, Similar to a few other teams, Purdue going through a coaching change in the big 10 West was a four or five Uh, Minnesota
5: or not Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin. Yeah. Four.
1: And then and you add Brett Bielema from last year. So you've got five brand-new faces uh, in there. So the the Big Ten West, although this is the last iteration of the Big Ten West, uh, has seen an uh, impotence of new coaching. Uh, So you're going to see a a new offense. I think I talked about this earlier in the week. Um, The the offensive court is is Graham Harrell. Is he at Purdue?
5: Yes, he, he is okay. at Purdue and he is very excited to have Hudson Card on board. Apparently, Card's been working really well with him, and everything that we have heard is that they are just clicking really, really well together. Uh, but we got to, I mean, we about what, eight days from kickoff, and it'll be interesting to see what results we have because uh, everything else that we've just heard is, you know, great practice, lots of positive things. It'd be nice to see it uh, translate to the field in a week.
1: Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to uh, see what Purdue can do. And we were just talking in the break about Jeff Rahm down in Louisville. Louisville is such a linchpin game for Indiana, Uh, but a completely different offense, although it may not be all that different from from what Purdue has been fans have been seeing.
5: Right. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, He wants to run uh, more of an air raid type. Uh, He's a Mike Leach disciple, but, it's going to be a little bit more mixed up. You can, you've got to mix it up when you've got Devin McAbee back there, a kid that ran for nearly 1,000 yards last season. Hudson Card himself is a much more mobile quarterback than Aiden O'Connell was. So I think you're going to see some, you know, some modified RPOs. They're going to spread the field out, and they're, they're going to move the ball. Uh, it's just a question of who is going to be moving the ball, aside from McAbee and Card.
1: And then, of course, defensively, uh, what do they have back on defense? How are they looking on that side?
5: Uh, That is really where uh, he's plugging in a lot of different transfers and everything. One player that is very, very intriguing is Jeffrey Mbaugh. He is a transfer from Auburn, and a year or two ago, he was the number one junior college transfer uh, recruit in the country. So it didn't really work out at Auburn. He didn't play a whole ton, but – He is a physical specimen. He's about 6'6", 320 as a defensive linesman. And uh, he's one of those guys that has not played a lot of football. I believe he is originally from uh, Gabon in Africa. So, you know, a kid that's still very raw being worked with and whatnot. But we've heard some really good things about him. And uh, if you're looking for kind of a guy that might be a diamond in the rough that nobody's really heard of yet, he is one that, you know, he might really burst onto the scene. And then uh, you have Nick Scorton, who had a pretty solid season last year as a true freshman. You might know him as Nick Carraway. He adopted a new last name this year. And he is also expected to be pretty solid on the defensive end and be able to get to the quarterback. And then... The secondary is almost entirely new, honestly. You've got Cam Allen with 10 career interceptions, did come back for his senior season at safety. But the cornerbacks are all new as transfers. Uh, They actually lost a transfer this past week with Jamari Brown leaving the program. And I think that says something for the transfers that came in where you have a guy that was a starter for much of last season just decided to enter the transfer portal this past week and ended up at Mississippi State all of a sudden.
1: Uh, yeah, that uh, a little bit late, and I'm sure that plays havoc with teams. I, there should be, uh, and I, I'm surprised that there's not, a, a, a line of, that's a little more closer uh, to the start of things for, for those guys to be able to do that, I believe. Uh, but, oh, well. Purdue opening up with an opponent that not exactly easy, and we'll talk about this again more next week, but Fresno State, Fresno State formerly coached by Kalen DeBoer, he was uh, an offensive coordinator there. He was came to Indiana. Then he was then the head coach there. Now he's the head coach at Washington. Uh, and But they had success under under him. I'm not sure what they're like right now, but I can't imagine they've fallen off that much that fast. Uh, they won
5: 10 games a year ago. They won their conference. Uh, they do lose their quarterback, their running back, and their top receiver. So I'll, they're having to replace a lot of offensive production But as you said, they are always a tough team, even before Kalen DeBoer got there and before Jeff Tedford got there. They've always just had that attitude. I know they've gotten famous for, we will play anybody, anywhere when we can. I I have memories of them giving USC all they could handle in the Coliseum when USC had Reggie Bush and Lindale White and all of them. So I'm not expecting an easy game. This is going to be a challenging one for Purdue, but I think it's one that, depending on how purdue responds it will give you a much better idea of how the first year is going to go just because it's not your typical fcs you're going to win by six touchdowns game for the new coach you know this is one that right off the bat purdue will be challenged
1: and i don't know what my schedule is not showing it but i'm missing one of the non-con games they play syracuse um two weeks after Fresno. Is there a, a buy in between, or is, is that the game I'm missing?
5: They are at Virginia Tech. Uh, it's the back okay. end of a home-and-home. Home. Uh, Virginia Man, Tech came so to well. Purdue in 2015, uh, so a lot of people forget that game because that was year three of the Hazel era, and everybody wants to forget the Hazel era. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he is. Uh, that is the back end of a home-and-home, and, home and that's going to be an interesting one, too, just because Virginia Tech is coming off one of their worst seasons in quite a while. And I know... There is not a ton of excitement for this year from what I have seen, but it is still a road game at a Power 5 opponent, and Virginia Tech is known to have a pretty solid home field advantage, so that in and of itself will be a test.
1: There, I, And I'm looking, you know, I talk about Indiana's, how Indiana has to reduce the load on their non-con schedule, mainly by not scheduling teams like Louisville and Cincinnati, uh, but I look at Purdue, Man, there, that is not an easy non-con schedule. You've got Fresno State, uh, Syracuse, and in between, uh, although we just mentioned Virginia Tech is down, it's a Power Five road game, and it's a, a program that has had success. So whenever this game was scheduled, they probably were were successful. That's a wicked non-conference schedule for for a, a team like Purdue that's not in that upper echelon with the Ohio States and what, whatnot.
5: Oh, yeah. In the next few years, it's not going to get any easier. Um, Next year, Purdue's supposed to go out to Oregon State, and Oregon State looks really, really good right now. Um, We beat them to start the 2021 season when they came to West Lafayette. Uh, Purdue won that by nine, but it, it was a game until late. I think Purdue got a touchdown with about a minute to left to give them some breathing room. And then Notre Dame comes back on the schedule for the next five seasons after this year. I believe they, we've got two or three games left with Indiana State in alternating years. We've got one with Ball State coming up. But there are home-and-homes with Wake Forest, with North Carolina, with Ole Miss coming up, and the back end of home-and-homes with Vanderbilt and TCU where Purdue has to go there to each of them in consecutive seasons. Now, that's like twenty nine, two 2029, 2030. They may be in the Big Ten by then. Who knows? But. <laughs>
1: That's uh, so it's a five year home and home with Purdue. Uh,
5: well, TCU and Vanderbilt both came to Purdue in 2019. So the back end is not going to be for both of them, it's not till right. or 2029 with Vanderbilt and 2030 with TCU. But I remember my first game as a student was against Rice in 1998, and they didn't give him the back end of the home and home until 2011. So you know how these non conference schedules work. And like I said, they could all be in the Big Ten by 2029. I don't know. Who knows?
1: <laughs> uh, let's see who's ready to go. Fred pointing out that Purdue basketball sold out their 9,000 season ticket ticket allotment uh, for their third year in a row. Does that include their students?
5: Um, I don't believe so. But the students get like 1,500 seats, I think, and those will sell out as well easily. I wow. I think Purdue's on something like a 48-50 game home sellout streak, and that shows no sign of ending anytime soon. I mean, when, when you're going to enter the season in the top five, I'm, I'm not surprised at all.
1: I'm surprised they don't get a lot more see, uh, student tickets, only 1,500. Uh, Indiana has 7,000 uh, student tickets. That, that's a, that seems like a really small number. I know it holds around 14,000. Uh, at, th- at that place, I can't imagine how loud it would be if they had more students in that damn thing.
5: I, I mean, they, I'm not sure what the exact number is, but I know they sell every single student ticket that they can sell. And, uh, oh, i they, sure. they, they even get it for the Christmas break games. They kind of set some of them aside for the students that are like, okay, we're coming back to campus early, or, uh, especially if it is, you know, a Big Ten game or something. Which is kind of a point of contention because Purdue, for whatever reason, has really struggled in that home Big Ten game like January 2nd, January 3rd when the students aren't there. I know that's when they lost to Rutgers last year. Two years ago, they lost to Wisconsin. And it's it's one of those games we look at that and like, okay, who is Purdue going to be playing in that one? Because they seem to almost always just not quite have it when they don't have the students there.
1: Well, it's, it's hard to come back after eating all that ham and turkey, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I feel for I, I feel him. Uh, Zach Edey, the big man, uh, the big easy, makes uh, not Team Canada yet, but uh, he makes the final. Well, he did make the final 12 for mm-hmm. Canada's FIBA World Cup prior. So uh, he'll be playing some bit more international ball.
5: Yeah, he's looking good over there. They seem very, very solid and uh, very happy with him. I mean, he's going to be playing against NBA caliber team players over there. Uh, I believe it's in Jakarta in Indonesia. So it'll be a good experience for him. Um, I'm not sure who they play, who they've drawn in group play. I haven't looked into that as much yet. France. But France. France. Yeah, you, you're going to have him go against Rudy Gobert. I mean, <laughs> you talk about stepping up in competition and want to see how he's going to perform – that's right there. Even if he only comes off the bench for five, 10 minutes a game, that's valuable experience, not just for Purdue this coming season, but to see how he stacks up for his eventual uh, professional career.
1: Yeah, Lugan Dortz, R.J. Barrett, Kelly Olenek, and uh, Shay Gilgis Alexander on his team. Uh, so yeah. he has talent around him, but he, like you said, he will be going up against a ton of talent, which that is is that has to prepare him better for this upcoming basketball season than anything uh, he could possibly do that, that. I mean, this is, this is like going to camp mm-hmm. big man camp.
5: And I think honestly, one of the things that'll stand out, I think Purdue will be better as long as if he doesn't have to do as much. I mean, yeah, he's still going to be an offensive force at the basket. He's still going to be one of the best rebounders in college basketball, but, I, am willing to sacrifice three, four points a game and a couple of rebounds a game. If it means that Fletcher lawyers hitting another three, if it means that Braden Smith is getting three more assists, if it means Mason Gillis is hitting threes or, uh, you know, Brian Waddell or uh, Camden Heidi is not locking down that three spot. And, you know, that is going to be the key for Peru is, you know, what, how much is the rest of the team going to be able to pick up for him to where he doesn't have to do as much, but he's still there under the, all right, we need a basket right now. Let's give it to the really tall guy near the basket.
1: Yeah, it, for, for Purdue to win on the national stage, it, it has to be that way. That's, that's what killed them last year. I mean, they got swept by Indiana because they were able to do what you could do to Purdue at the time and because it was, it, was, it was Big Zach or pretty much nothing uh, if you were able to defend them. Well, obviously, you, you've got guys. I, I, I've heard that Trey Kaufman-Wren has made a, an enormous jump uh, in his game with his shooting. Uh, the guards are obviously a year older, wiser, which is just going to make them better. Uh, you still have Mason Gillis. You still have Caleb First. So much that is coming back. There's no way that they're not going to be better uh, in and of themselves. But this right here that we were just talking about with Zach Edie, that could be the biggest thing of all, even though you are right they And like I said, they only win on the national stage with with him doing less, this could make him just be completely dominant when when he is doing what he is doing. And he was already pretty dominant.
5: I think one of the blessings that Purdue will get out of this is not only Edie getting that experience with team Canada, but when they went on their European trip about a week or two ago, they played without him. And so they, we got to see how this team was going to function without him in the middle. You know, that gave Trey Kaufman Ren more minutes that gave Caleb first some more minutes in the middle uh, they got to see a guy that's going to, he's probably not going to contribute too much this year, but he's kind of the guy in waiting. The next seven footer, Wilberg, uh, seven foot two guy from Sweden that can step out. He's a little bit more of a shooter and uh, can play a little bit more in the perimeter, kind of like Matt Harms. That's who he reminds me of. And, you know, I think that element is key is being able to play without him. Cause yeah, Edie was playing 31, 32 minutes a game. That's still eight minutes that you have to find a way to produce on offense without him on the floor. If Purdue can consistently keep that offense without him on the floor or even stretch it to 12 minutes where they can still score, still function offensively, that's what's going to really make them better is being able to play without him.
1: Absolutely. Travis, I appreciate you. Make sure you go to Boiler Upload for all your Purdue content that you're looking for or to keep up with what's going on with the boilmakers, appreciate you a ton man that's gonna wrap it up for us uh here today this week at indiana sports beat great less today big thanks to bob kravitz zach osterman from the indy star and of course jeffrey the greek may made his return as college football comes back we're in week zero but don't forget it's a calorie free weekend real stuff starts next week travis miller for boiler upload for jaw the producer Cannot thank you guys enough. Without you, we have no reason to be here. We're grateful that you give us that. Until Monday, I'm Jim Coyle. I will see you on the radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Indiana Sports Beat Radio. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page for more clips and team coverage of Indiana basketball, football, and more. You can also find full episodes and tons of other content on thehoosier.com. We'll see you next time for another edition of Indiana Sports Beat Radio.